Welcome, everyone, to another incredible episode of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And I'm super excited to have this guest on because she's got a unique background. Family's really important to her, and she serves through her family, with her family, and it's all about her family. Hey, Georgia, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Steve. It's so good to be here. I'm excited to have you because I know you have a unique background, especially your family background. Let's get into that and how that all started. Yeah, sure. Um, so I am married, have four little ones, um, lots of dynamics going on in our household. Used to be in corporate world for a long time and stepped out of that uh, because we had started our adoption journey. But prior to that, our adoption journey, um, had two biological children, uh, one daughter who's getting ready to go to high school, our second born who's getting ready to go to middle school. Um, he actually has a dual diagnosis of Down syndrome and autism. So he comes with a lot of instructions, but he is most definitely a light in this world. Oh, and then, um, our two little ones, uh, Francis and Jojo, were both adopted from Ghana, Africa. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I used, to, like I said, I was in corporate for a long time, stepped out of that before the finalization of our adoptions, knew that I wanted to be home to help with that transition for a little while um, and did that for about a year or so. Um, and then I kind of got an itch to have something of my own again and to work my mind in a different way and to provide more yeses for my family at the end of the day. That's really why I got into doing what I'm doing now. Now, were you in your corporate job when you had these kids or before? Um, I was in corporate for our two biological children. So um, was I worked there till, golly, I think our second born was maybe a couple of years old or so when... Um, I, I stepped out of corporate. But the autism child, you know, which is a challenge in itself, and you still kept a corporate job. That's congratulations. That's uh, that's kudos. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. So obviously when he was born, we we knew he had Down syndrome um, from the get go. Um, didn't know he had autism until uh, a few years later when some, some signs were showing and yeah. we got that checked out. And so um, it's been good. We've been able to put some resources in place to help him and um, but yeah, it's still a lot of work every single day. Lots of therapies, lots of appointments, all the things. <laughs> well, congratulations on the adoption as well, especially international adoption, because that's such a powerful thing. And and God bless you for doing that. But it probably prepares you for your home business as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it just makes you, obviously it makes you a lot stronger. You, you're wor you work really hard. You have to really prioritize things. Um, you have to balance things. Nothing's ever perfect. It's always a constant um, balancing act in our world. But, but yeah, those those uh, family dynamics definitely help prepare you um, for other things in life as well too. What would you say to? Let's just go to the the mom, the stay at home mom. What would you say to her if she's thinking about getting into a home based business? Yeah. Well. So yeah. For me, um, when I had that desire to do something again. I knew that I needed to go into a field that would still allow me to have autonomy of my time. There was no way I was going back into corporate and being under the pressure of somebody else's time schedule um, for me. That was just not going to happen. So, so being able to find something that still allows you to do that, I'm my own boss. I get to work around my schedule. Um, it's great. It's, it's absolutely doable. Anyone can do it. Uh, we live in a world where busy is the new word, right? Everybody's busy. Um, but what are we busy doing? You know, so I think that's the the part that you really kind of have to think about. And if there is a mom out there thinking about it, 
Um, it absolutely is possible. Um, I work, I definitely um, ebb and flow around kids' schedules and taking them to practices or therapies, you name it. Um, but I'm able to push the needle forward in my business as well. What would you tell that mom that says, I can't do it, Georgia? I just can't. What advice would you give them? Um, well, I would say take a deep breath. Um, just settle your mind down, you know, and think about what what's really important to you. Um, if you if you tr truly have that desire to do something, I think you will figure out a way to make it happen. Um, it may not be as big or as fast or as much as you want it to from the get go because we do have a lot going on as moms. Um, but but it can still happen. I think I think it's about just clearing your mind, getting into a good headspace, and, and figuring out what's important to you. Taking action is probably a big part of that too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, as moms, we can sometimes, uh, we're, we're last on the totem pole <laughs> <laughs> for all the things, uh, whether it be a, a dentist appointment, you name it. And so um, including something that drives us. So I think it's, that's important for me. It is, it, you know, the balance is super important. Working out is huge for me. If I don't go on my hikes and do my yoga, um, I'm not a very happy person either. So those are things that I have to also prioritize in my life. And um, I think it's super doable. Again, if you just like sit down, think about what your priorities are. And um, and as you said, Steve, take action from there. I love taking time for yourself. That's such great advice, Georgia, because that's so important just to clear, like you say, clear your mind. Well, let's jump into the business. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a customer and I'm excited. And, and and I think the big thing you said is that you could have that passion for this to do a home-based business, right? Yeah, you absolutely have to. If it's not something you're passionate about, it's not going to work. You're gonna, you're you're probably gonna hate it. It's gonna feel like you are paddling up river the whole time, and that is not fun for anybody. So, uh, you definitely have to love it, for sure. And, and not think it's work either. If you feel like it's work, that's not a winner. That's not a winner. <laughs> Gotcha. No, and I appreciate you saying that because you're doing it with everything in your life that's happening. So let's talk about Scout and Seller. What's it about? What got you excited about getting involved? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was looking for that for that um, opportunity of doing something outside the, the house and not knowing what that was, literally a girlfriend called me up one day, was like, hey, Georgia, I know you're into wellness and I know you like wine. I might have something for you. And um, truth is, is I um, wine is my drink of choice. It's probably what my husband and I will open um, a bottle on Friday night when he gets off of work and enjoy some while we chat and catch up. But um, had no idea uh, of the the what happens behind the scenes when it comes to wine. I do pride myself as a wellness advocate for myself and for my family, researching, trying to make better choices from the food we eat to the things that we put on our bodies. All of it matters. Um, but until I um, discovered Scout and Cellar, I had no idea about the contamination that comes in the wine producing. And let's talk about that. You, you were telling me about before this, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we met again, followed up. What really happens with wine? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So Scout and Cellar got founded. Our our founder, Sarah Shadnick, she, she was an attorney. Her dream was to be a sommelier, which is a wine expert, for those of you who may not know that. And she started getting headaches from, from just drinking one glass of wine. Um, and, you know, she's not alone in that, um, but she went on a pretty extensive quest to figure out why. And um, to her alarm, discovered that the majority of vineyards put hundreds of chemicals, synthetics, and gobs of sugar to just 
one bottle of wine. So lots of culprits in there. Um, she didn't like that. She wanted to keep drinking wine. So she created Scout and Cellar. And now we scout the world and find these amazing boutique vineyards that produce what we have trademarked as clean crafted. So wines with zero chemicals, zero synthetics, zero added sugars. Um, and um, she taste tests everything. So she's a level three SOM now. So we have satisfaction guarantee with our products. That's how much we stand behind it. Just because a, um, a vineyard produces a wine that we believe is the best way, the clean crafted way, doesn't necessarily mean it's always gonna taste amazing. So she tastes everything first. A vineyard could produce 30 wines per se. We may only take one, two or three of those wines because those are the ones that she feels are the best quality. And what she says yes to it, everything is shipped over here where all the wines go under third party laboratory testing three different times. Yes. Yeah, pretty rigorous testing. So once we get the green light from the lab testing, we'll put our scout and seller label of approval on the wines, takes the guesswork out of the consumer. They don't have to wonder anymore. When you go to the grocery store or the wine shop or whatever, you truly are, you, you don't, you don't know. You're grabbing a bottle of wine. You're hoping it's going to be okay, but you have no idea if it's filled with tons of chemicals or not. So um, this way the consumer doesn't have to worry anymore. I love your story of the owner, the founder, being a lawyer, first going lawyer to wine, which is a big step, but her hobby was in a sense, drinking wine. She loved it to drink wine. She turned it into this big business, correct? Yeah. 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 That's, that's a lesson right here. Listeners, your passion, your hobbies can turn into something pretty big. I've asked you this before. I think I asked you, but this is a question I always think about. If I had two glasses of wine, George, you know, Scout and Cellar and somebody else, would they taste a difference when they taste those? Um, yeah, I, I, yes, yes. So I think the biggest thing is um, once you've been drinking, like for myself, I've been drinking Scout and Cellar wines for a very long time. Um, it's if I try to drink a traditional wine, I can absolutely tell the difference. Um, it just, it tastes different. Um, and so for different, for people, it's different. You know, I didn't personally have the issues of having headaches every day, um, from drinking wine, but what I love about, um, Scout and Cellar wines is really the way I feel the next day. Um, and this is just called just a casual, having a couple of glasses with my husband on a given night on traditional wines the next morning, I'll just feel a little groggy, a little off, mm -hmm. a little groggy headed. Um, and I don't do that anymore. So nobody has time for that. Who wants that? You know, you want to enjoy a glass or two of wine and, you know, and, and be okay the next day. So that's what I personally love the most, um, about Scout and Cellar. Well, I'm not a wine drinker, Georgia. You're kind of talking me into it because I don't drink alcohol, but that was one of my things about drinking. I, I, I got to work tomorrow. I got things to do. I don't want to be affected by that. So that's a great point that you made about Scout and Cellar. The other thing is uh, a new market has been developed. I see when I go out, my wife's done it. They put those things in the wine. I'm not an expert at this, so you could help me. So they won't have to do that anymore, whatever that – you explain what that is they put in their wine that, so they don't get headaches. Yeah, there's a, a, couple, a few different products out yeah. there, on there to kind of help take out some of the stuff that's in the wines that could be giving them some issues. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've seen those out there. Um, I love to chat with those people and say, just try this one instead. <laughs> so, Because well, I see the problem with that. And it's happened to my wife when we're out and she doesn't have it with her. And she wants to have a glass of wine with her cousin or her friend, but she's afraid to because she doesn't have this product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you just had a scout and cellar wine there, you brought in the restaurant what you can. No worries of that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. So much, much better for you for sure. Wow. See, that's powerful to me because it's always a house where you have to bring extra stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. And you had mentioned how I got into the business and I just kind of got on a tangent of talking about the business. Uh, But the biggest reason is, um, is because I, I have autonomy of my time. So um, at the end of the day, I'm an independent consultant with Scout and Cellar. So I get to share my love of wine with others. And I love educating others to be able to make a better choice. So that's, that's why it works for me. And that's why it could work for other moms that are out there that are looking to potentially want to go into a business. Um, Something like this would be a great option. So you're taking care of your passion. You're taking care of your kids and you're taking care of other people. Yes. It's a hell of a trilogy. Sorry, Lord. But you know, how I don't want to do that, but that's a hell that's a trilogy. I love hearing because that's what it is doing business with a servant's heart. But let's jump even another fourth trilogy, fourth way you help people. And you mentioned briefly is people can join you and be part of this, this team as well. Correct. Yeah. 100%. Um, it's amazing. We're all about, um, the, not just educating people in the wine and coffee world, which we'll get into in a second, I'm sure. Uh, but you know, we're super, super big on recyclability. Everything that we ship is recyclable. We're super big on sustainability and responsibility, the sources that we come from, you know, so we're always partnering with that small vineyard, that small farmer who was being eaten alive by mass produced everything. Um, it doesn't just give that small farmer a chance to survive, but now we're giving them a chance to thrive um, in this market because people are waking up and they want to have something better for themselves too. Oh, that's powerful. I like that because we need to take care of our small businesses world. And yeah, let's jump into the cafe, the coffee, because you got two of these big things. A lot of people drink wine and Mm -hmm. a ton more people drink coffee. What have you guys done in that industry? Yeah, yeah. So it is newer for us. We just got into that late fall. Uh, But it's amazing because it really just goes along with our mission. So coffee, unfortunately, um, if listeners are hearing this today, is one of the most heavily pesticide crop in the entire world. Uh, Only a very small percentage is grown organically. So that means most of the coffees that people are drinking out there are filled with tons of pesticides, um, which are really not good for anybody, causing havoc and lots of reasons. So, um, but not only um, are there the pesticides in coffee, but Another big culprit is mold in coffee that buyers need to be aware of as well. See, that's I'm glad you hit that because I was going to mention that. That blew me away when you told me. Blew my wife away who drinks three cups of coffee every day. Yeah. And she needs to have her coffee. <laughs> Those silent, and they're not killers, but silent, what's the word I want to use? Problems that we yeah. don't hear about. How do you get past that? Like, hey, there's mold in your coffee. Well, I've been drinking coffee for 20 years. It's not a huge deal. Yeah. Answer that. What? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say like with the mold, um, unfortunately, it's not something that you you would know. Right. So it's not like you're like necessarily seeing it when you drink um, coffee. Unfortunately, it'd be great if we could. Right. Yeah. Um, so so for us, we're checking for hundreds of pesticides for mold and mycotoxins specifically to make sure that that is not in any of the batches that we have. Um, but you, you just don't know. And so, and even if you're growing, and even if you're purchasing an organic coffee, which is really the best, that's been the best option out there on the market for a long time. Um, it doesn't prevent mold from necessarily being in there either. I mean, mold in and of itself is organic. Um, it just happens in nature, you know? So 
mold or fungus could grow on a crop while it's been growing, or especially like storage of beans um, is a big issue too, and um, mold can get in there as well. So, and what could mold do long term? I mean, you know, you're not going to drink coffee today and be sick like COVID made people sick. You know, it's not that's the problem with you getting that message out. Me get the message out is it's not you're not going to drink coffee and die. Yeah, sure. But it is affecting you long term, correct? Sure. Yeah. Just like all the pesticides and the synthetics, yeah. all things, you know, so it's just, it's one more piece of the puzzle. That's why I tell people, um, you know, we're, we were bombarded in a lot of ways um, as we live, you know, the air that we breathe, the water we drink, the stresses in our life, um, all the things, you know? So for me, I love, uh, I live by the notion of know better, do better, educate me, allow me to be able to make a better choice. I didn't know I needed to make a better choice with wine a few years before, you know, I got into the business. I love that I know better right now. Um, same thing with the coffee too. Like if you have an option to buy coffee with that, you know, that doesn't have all these pesticides and mold or you don't, you know, like same thing with the wine. You don't have to drink all those synthetics and pesticides and chemicals with that either. Um, it's, it does wreak havoc on our bodies. You know, it's, it's kind of a small thing, right? But it, but it creeps. Well, I'm going to borrow that no better be better because that is a great phrase. I love that because that's true. That's why we tell people to read books and personal development. So tell me a great client story with the wine or coffee, probably the wine because it's been longer, that somebody switched over to Scout and Cellar and and what happened to them? Oh, goodness. Um, I have, oh, I've had, I, I, I always love chatting with the people. I'm always saying, if you know somebody who has issues with drinking wine, please let me know. Like, let me chat with them. Let me talk with them. Um, and so I met a person here recently, uh, moved to Colorado a couple of years ago and been out networking and doing wine tastings for um, different people. And um, a woman um, just that I became friends with decided to have a, a wine tasting, but she didn't drink wine because she she's like, I can't because I've, I've, I have issues with it. She's like, but I like you and I want to do the wine tasting. I'm like, well, great. I'm so glad you're going to give me an opportunity because I can't wait for you to try the wine. So, so she did uh, have a little hesitant to, to try it, but she did. And um, she couldn't believe it, you know, the way that she felt afterwards and she became a club member. So um, it's awesome to be able to share this wine with, with anyone, honestly, but with those that have sworn off wine because of certain issues and realize it was just the things that were inside the wines they were drinking. And people love that because wine is such a uh, experience with your food and all that. It's different than alcohol in my mind because it really complements your food. And you take that away from people. You're taking something away. So you're bringing it back to them. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is so cool. And I love that story because you solved the problem. She, I can't drink wine. I love wine. I can't do it. Here comes Georgia. She drinks the wine. She's like, I have no issues. <laughs> love it. Talk about your wine tastings. You just tell me where you do them. You probably just do them locally. Where are you in case somebody's listening that's in your area? Yeah, I'm in the Colorado area. I'm a little bit uh, about 30 minutes north of Denver, where I uh, live. Um, but honestly, I do uh, tastings both in person and virtually. Okay. Um, COVID kind of opened our minds to expand beyond the box and and do things a little differently. So I network all over the country. Um, we are U.S. Uh, shipping shipping only. So I can only partner with people in the U.S. But um, but yeah, I will do wine tastings with people in other states all the time. I 
you know, we can get wine to them and then they zoom me in just like we're doing right now and do a little tasting. It's, it's super fun. Well, if you're not in the United States, move to the United States, you get this wine if you're a wine drinker. I put it out there, listeners. Reach <laughs> out to me. Send me messages. Send me emails. Let's do a quick shout out, Georgia, because I know at this time people are like, I need to talk to Georgia. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, well, the best way would be um, through either my email um, and um, and my and my text. I mean, I'm very open for my people to to text or call me as well. So um, really, I'm open to whatever's best for other people to to reach out. You want to share that information, or you want me to put it in, it'll, be, it'll be in the show notes as well. But you can share it if you want. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, my phone number is 314-922-3009. So it's probably the easiest one. We can put the email in the show notes. Yeah, no, go ahead and text her. And Georgia, I'm going to do something crazy because I really like you and I like you even more because wine is big. It's just, I, I don't drink, but I see everywhere I go, people want wine. It's like Christmas every time they open wine and you're helping them. I'm going to do the audience a gift. The first three people that reach out to Georgia and mention the, the, the show or my name or both, I will send you a gift from me because I want you to reach out to her. Because if you're a wine drinker and you're that story that she just said, and I can't drink wine anymore. Oh my God. It, I, I whatever happens, happens. I just can't deal with that. Please reach out to her and I'm going to reward you for doing that. And uh, Georgia will just reach out to me and say, Hey, and get, I'll get your contact info. We'll do that because I want people to, to connect with you in this because wine's not going away. Coffee is not going away. If we can make people healthier, it's, it's, it's just a win. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, no, it's, it's great. And again, reach out to her. She'll talk to you for it. She'll text you. She'll talk to you, answer these questions. I know I've talked to people that have been skeptical and I've got something I'm going to share with after the show. I'll talk to you about, but uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. This has been awesome because I love learning. No better, be better. I just followed that today. I may never drink wine, but when I hear people have problems, if I can help them solve those problems, I'm serving them through you, eventually getting them to you. And that's what this whole show is about, serving each other. So yeah. thank you again. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for having me on. This has been fun. Awesome. So one more favor. Can you help me? One more thing I need from you. Sure. Can you leave a tip for my audience that's helped you through your journey? You've been through a lot. You've mm -hmm. told us your background, your family, you're, you're succeeding, you're happy, you're passionate. What's helped you get to where you are today? Oh, goodness. I would say what's helped me get through where I am today is um, keeping myself grounded. Um, super important. Um, I do that in, in various ways. Sometimes it's yoga. I try, to, I try to quiet my mind every morning and have some quiet time. Um, and so that, that helps me as, as long as I'm grounded, I know I can do the things. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I just want to give a shout to, to those moms that are out there, you know, Steve, that you, you know, touched on, cause that, that does touch my heart um, in a very personal way. And it's important for us to find, um, you know, to, to make the time to do the things that we're passionate about that fill our cup too. And I'm happy to chat with any mom out there as well that is wondering or contemplating. And it doesn't have to be scout and seller, you know, that that she chooses. Her passion might be something different, but um, but that's that is uh, that's passionate to me too uh, to to talk to other moms to be able to you know help them fill their cups as well.